0: Either we are there or not, ITSB Magazine still gets the best stories. There are plenty of conferences and all sorts of events that spark our curiosity and allow us to start conversations with some of the world's brightest minds. In person or virtually, we sit down with them at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Together, we discover what the synergy of these three elements means for the future of humanity. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. CrowdSec, the collaborative and open source cybersecurity solution. Analyze behaviors, respond to attacks, and share signals across the community for free. Let's make the internet safer together. Learn more at crowdsec.net. EdgeScan offers continuous vulnerability intelligence as a service. Accurately identifying vulnerabilities and exposures across the full stack. All threats are verified by cybersecurity experts, providing exploitable risk and remediation guidance, virtually false positive free. Learn more at edgescan.com.
1: Here we go live. Yes. It's From uh, somewhere. Somewhere in Vegas, but not in Vegas. Uh, in spirit in Vegas. And I, I think the theme, though they, they don't really set a theme, but I, I think it's uh, the homecoming this year yep. is kind of the theme. And the, the only thing I can think of when I think of homecoming is high school and the, the yearbook. Right? Uh-huh. And. Uh, and I'm thrilled to have the author of the Security Yearbook on with us, Richard Steinin. Thanks. Hey,
2: Sean! Thank you so Christine. much, Steinan.
1: I remember. think I always mispronounce your name, and I my,
2: everybody does. So I, yes, I respond <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. There we go. But uh, I mean, the, the work you do, uh, I'm I'm always amazed by the amount of information that's there, and not just data, just the the anecdotal and and the, the, the thought that goes on top of all the, the, the stuff that you pull together, it, it's simply amazing, Richard. So, hats off to you for continued thank success with that. And thank you so this, much. Yeah.
2: Uh, you know, a, but I, a lot of I, I guess a lot it, of it gets is easier,
3: like... right? Does it get <laughs> no. easier every year? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well,
2: yes. Uh, putting the book together gets easier because I'm building processes, but a lot yeah. of it as um, I add stories and anecdotes and interviews with pioneers Um, a lot of it's motivated by you know i'm getting older i'm going to start forgetting this stuff and i still (laughs) go you know who is that company that randomized the memory addresses in a server you know and and you forget about santa security because they they were cool when they launched but then they kind of got acquired in a fire sale um and that translates to the entire industry. There's probably, you know, the industry is growing in people 20% a year. So that means there are 20% of the people who are starting thinking that cloud security has been here forever. That Palo Alto is the solution for firewalls and not understanding what went before and how we got to where we are today. So I wanted to have it all in one place and kind of make the, you know, the, the the history of the cybersecurity industry. Every year, of course, I have to update who the players are because they change a lot. There are about 400 acquisitions every year. Um, Not all of them disappear. Sometimes the acquirer keeps the brand, so it sticks around, so I have to keep tracking the the organization. Um, There are about 200 companies that just dissolve and go away Um, because I track every company. If you've got a website and a LinkedIn page and one employee, usually the founder, uh, you're in the book and you're in the database that I've created. But I have to check that every month to see if, you know, if, if headcount goes to zero, I have to go check to see what's going on there. And if, you know, there's some companies in Russia that where every Russian citizen seemed to take their LinkedIn profile down in May of 2020. i uh, not sure why they did that, but they did. Um, they also took down their LinkedIn pages, but you know, Kaspersky's still there and all the other spin-offs from Kaspersky are still there and it's good to track them and know what they're up to because they've got interesting technology. Sometimes their research is the only place you can get their research, right? Because all, all the other research organizations love researching Russian APTs and Chinese APTs, but... Here in the US, probably in Israel and the rest of the friendly countries, they're not going to publish research on the equation group. But Kaspersky has no qualms at all about doing that. And that's important to track.
1: Certainly is. And I wanted to get, I mean, just we were on earlier with some folks and, and Miko uh, hyping in earlier in the week. And we've heard that there's been a lot of rebranding as well and renaming. And even even Miko's. Company went from F Secure through, I think, a few names to yeah. With Secure, yeah. and so how how does that? So, assuming that's true, which I believe it is, it uh, is. how does that okay. impact the buying cycle from your perspective? Does it change? Because we were also on with Ali Mellon from Forrester a few moments ago, and, and she was saying there's like tremendous lack of trust in this in the vendors, hmm. um, and I'm just wondering, is that a, is it because of the changes or? it <laughs> Or is a name change and brand change a way to kind of help with that? I don't know your thoughts there, on all that.
2: Yeah, there there are good reasons to change your brand, right? Um, you might have a stupid name, and all of a sudden you realize it's time to grow up and have a corporate-sounding name, right? And like, like the biggest, Meta. yeah, like Meta or uh, <laughs> the, the tobacco companies—they had real good reason to change their names, and they came, they came up with totally innocuous, unrecognizable names that only Wall Street would follow. Um, but when a security company does it, it's, it's usually when they're shifting from an early focus on SMB to enterprise and they want to step away from the SMB reputation. Um, you know, so was it, um, so like, you know, now we have human, you know, which is an identity security, botnet kind of thing. Um, and they have to spend a lot of money to rebrand. So they also need uh, funding around, usually, in order to make that happen. Um, it, you know, I think usually it makes makes sense. What really doesn't make sense is when we change the name of a technology category. Um, because I don't care what my old friends at Gartner say, if you're a threat intelligence vendor, you're not doing digital risk protection you know which is i feel sorry for anybody who's actually shopping for a good threat intelligence partner to you know give them a feed of what's going on on the dark net because you look around and every single website says they're protecting digital risks you know which is wrong right you nobody wants to protect their risks they want them to go away um and of course everything's digital unless you're running the sensors on the the uh hubble space telescope or something um so uh, and and of course now we're talking about zero trust um you know which is yeah good strategy and but everybody's labeling their their product as the you know here's a bucket of zero trust you can apply um, same with uh you notice that we're talking about passwordless lately and Passwordless is just the new name for client-side certificates. You know, they just found a better home than the browser. They sit in a secure enclave on board or, um, ZTNA, you know, which is zero trust application to, or access to networks and applications. That's web single sign-on it's still same infrastructure everything, Um, but their time has come. So it's okay to have a new name because nobody wants that old stuff that they heard about 20 years ago. It's Interesting. I I just need to jump
3: in this because (laughs) like we were talking at the beginning, I mean, I I come from uh, many years of advertising and branding. So to hear all of this, you, you just put in together a lot of thoughts that I normally have, when Sean and I talk about the business of yep. cybersecurity, right? And uh, I think what you're doing is God, it's, that's a hobby I don't want to have, collecting all this. <laughs> but we need somebody it's, that does it. Yeah, and, it is. Uh, it is know?
2: literally, it is literally my white life's work in one yeah. volume, right? Yeah. And and yeah. yes, you know, we're turning it into a business. Obviously, you know, I'm in the book writing and publishing business, but. We're turning it into a SaaS app as well. So right. because literally, as soon as I send the files to the printer, the data is out of date, and because exactly. companies are getting acquired every quarter. Yeah, uh, and, and that's so, exactly
3: what yeah. the, my, ask, my my question. Sorry about branding, right? I mean, the perception of why are you changing your name? Why are you changing the name of? It's kind of like the game, marketing game that. I just I question if in the end is a positive things for the industry for that perception. So I'd love your opinion yeah. on that.
2: Yeah, you know, the old saw from the advertising world is it costs a hundred million dollars to create a global brand. And I'm sure it's a lot more than that today. Mm-hmm. Um, so you probably should consider the overall costs of the brand. But if you know, if you haven't gotten any new customers in a quarter, then it's easy to explain to your existing customers that you change your name and, you know, please <laughs> send, send us all the enrollment forms for the new company name. Oh. Uh, but then you can go out to the world as if you're a young, scrappy startup. Because people love startups, I guess. They really do. They really yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Not, you know, keep in mind, if you're trying to sell to Gartner's clients, they don't love startups. They Gartner has done surveys and their clients are 80% late adapters. So they're going to buy IBM first and Cisco and Symantec. You know, they're not going to buy from a startup and you don't have a chance.
1: So I'm just thinking because I I remember years ago, and this will be off, off tangent a little bit here, but I'm going to do it anyway. Years ago, we heard antivirus was dead. Microsoft launched an antivirus product and that whole category was going to go away. It's still there, called something else now, right? And then we we saw it kind of revolutionize through uh, the, the crowd strikes and the silence uh, wave. Yep. And I'm just wondering, did, and I've seen cycles. I think we talked about this before as well, the cycle of IAM, right? Yep.
2: It, yeah, yeah, it's it, coming it, around, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's cool and fun, and then it goes away. And it's cool and fun, and then it goes yep. away. So I'm just wondering how how does that play out in in this space?
2: Yeah, it, it's very interesting that you bring up anti, you know, antivirus in particular, because um, last year for the first time ever, I took all 17 categories that I use as the major buckets. Um, and I use a very defense-in-depth way to categorize, right? No zero trust, no miter attack frameworks, just you know, you've got the network layer, the endpoint layer, the data layer, the identity layer, et cetera. Um, but so, but I've been tracking them for, for almost 17 years for the first time ever, one of those categories shrunk in total headcount and it was endpoint security and that's because you know, a lot of 230 endpoint security companies, there are, um, 100, 130 antivirus companies, they are going away. Panda security got acquired by a little firewall vendor um, the biggest thing that ever happened and I, you can go back and find places where I wrote in Forbes that there's no um, consolidation in our industry until semantic buys trend micro and I'd always say that right it's like show me consolidation it ain't happening because semantics buying other stuff that's cooler right And last year what's left of semantic consumer, Norton uh, LifeLock acquired a VAST and, well, said they were acquiring a VAST. And, you know, they finally got permission a year later to do that. Um, That's consolidation. And that's exactly what's going on. The, you know, they are consolidating, getting any cash flow they can out of it. It's big private equity companies behind these deals. They're going to milk what's left of basically people. Just, it's really hard to unsubscribe from your $39 a year Avast or or Symantec or McAfee subscription. So, there's some residual value there. At the same time, you've got CrowdStrike and Sentinel One and uh, Cyber Reason, uh, to some extent, even Carbon Black disrupting the endpoint security space with better stuff. And they don't need as many people, right? They don't need a thousand. Uh, signature researchers, because they are using some sort of uh, I didn't want to say this AI. Um, <laughs> they're looking in memory instead of looking at files. And at the same time, Microsoft came along and said, you know what, antivirus, fan, we can do that. And they should do it. So they're just giving it away for free. If you've got a modern version of Windows, you can get rid of all your antivirus stuff right now, and you'll be in the Same boat you're in now, which is anybody who wants to can send a zero day to you and and they'll get in, but the antivirus vendors couldn't stop a zero day anyways. Perfect storm for endpoint. The only other space that's going through that right now is fraud prevention, which is interesting because fraud prevention has been the fastest path to riches for a startup founder come up with a new way to stop consumer fraud or people hacking into accounts and within three years of launching you'll be acquired by one of the major credit card companies or our safe security back in the day
1: huh. yeah that's a fraud seems, and maybe it's just my limited view but fraud seems to not get the attention that it that I think it probably yeah. should, certainly in, yeah. in, in the in the SOC. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. The, the XDR. It's, it's always about security and, and privacy, and at least from my, my viewpoint. Um I know we wanted to uh to chat with you briefly. We only have a couple of minutes left here, but the the potential impact of the recession, the aka recession that's coming up. I don't I don't know. What do you what do you see happening there?
2: So, you know, we, we all heard immediately about the big VCs telling their portfolio companies to conserve cash. Don't expect to raise any more money for 18 months. Um, and, and those will be at down rounds, lower valuations. So they're all doing gloom, apparently because the stock market for tech has crashed. Definitely. It's down 50, 60 percent since January 1st. Um, So I've been looking at that closely, trying to track, okay, if that's the case, then investments should be down and growth should be down. It's not the case at all. So yes, last year was a record setting year for investment, $24 billion. The previous year was also a record at $10 billion. There've been $10 billion of investment through August 1st of this year. So we're on track to hit another $20 billion a year investment. So I don't see anything slowing down. And I think that if you're taking advice from your board, your investors that is telling you that, you know, now's the time to cut back, not hire people, you may be blundering because there are some startups that have 50 to $100 million that they got earlier this year and they're gonna hire your people away. and And, you know, it's the most expensive thing you can do is hire people right? It takes forever to get good people. And yes, the cyber reasons of the world could probably afford to cut 10% of their staff uh, in layoffs and, you know, maybe, but I doubt it. I bet they those are really good people that are uh, going to go to work for somebody else. And they're going to come out of the recession, first of all, going, huh, we didn't actually have a recession, did we? Because spending on security is has been going up the entire year. This is not 2008 when people did cut back on spending
1: well risk risk doesn't go away with the recession and and then to our previous point on fraud it perhaps perhaps people get a little even more creative
2: (laughs) uh, for sure they do the attackers do not go away yeah they uh and they take advantage of turmoil and tough times and all the rest to launch more attacks
3: and if you cannot find funds just rebrand yourself change the name <laughs> there you go.
2: good good time to be in a marketing agency doing that <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah. and
3: that that's that's not the recession that you're gonna have there no a no. um, lot to think about a lot to think about and yeah. uh, I- i'd love to chat more about all these topics and uh, these are quick quick bites yep. just to connect with our coverage uh but uh, yeah definitely definitely let's plan uh, a more in-depth conversation sean
1: yep absolutely uh cool. richard is always welcome and uh we're i'm gonna make a shout out to leslie kesselring always appreciative to her for connecting She's the best yeah. you and i yeah. and um everybody listening uh to this episode uh, hopefully it made you think certainly did me and uh stay tuned for more we have lots more coming still from black hat and defcon richard thanks a million Keep all okay. well, my friend, congratulations on the book and uh, the new uh the new SAS app where you want to get into that data and explore and see what's going on. Super cool. Data. I'm always impressed. Always impressed. All right, cool. Thanks you guys. All right, cool. everybody. Thank you. Well. Thank
3: you, Richard.